Barber College Success, brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, Johnson City, Tennessee, Crown Cuts Academy in Bristol, Virginia, and now Proficient Nail Academy, downtown Johnson City. Spreading love the Tri-City way is one way, but you know what? Spreading love the Crown Cuts way is the only way. Custom service is something that we see all the time that's on the all-time low, and you wonder why. Why is customer service at an all-time low? People always wonder, especially barbers, how can they grow their income? How can they get a good reputation? It's real simple. It is real simple. Customer service. Create that ultimate experience where someone will want to tell a friend, want to tell a family member, want to tell someone else, go check that barber shop out. You want someone leaving from your presence and giving you a five-star review. Why not? <clears throat> what are you in this industry for? Why would you not want a five-star review? And it's that simple because I had a conversation last week with, I had several conversations with some seasoned barbers. And one of the key things that they talked about <clears throat> excuse me, not just seasoned barbers, but I had some students in the school at the same time who had just impeccable customer service. After a while, people don't come for the haircut. They're just coming because that relationship you've built with them. And when you build a good relationship with, with a client in whatever it is, whatever you do, but not just barber, plumbing, electrician, if you're a bartender, if you're a waiter, you build that rapport with people, people are going to come back to you because people want to spend money with you. People want to spend their money, but they want when they spend their money, they want to make, they want to make sure and, and let you know that, and understand that, hey, you appreciate them. You have to appreciate people. When you appreciate people through your great customer service, and create that ultimate experience, you cannot go wrong. <clears throat> Developing strong customer service in the barber industry is important. And I know we talked about it, we, we hopped on it a little bit last week about creating those soft skills. What are the soft skills? Simple as just being polite. Greeting people when they come in. I know we've seen several people in several instances. Even if you go to Walmart. The feeling that you get when someone acknowledges you when you walk through that door. You feel great. The feeling that you get when someone just gives you a, a thank you note or a thank you card. You feel great. It's the same thing. But now you, you, now you have an opportunity to verbalize it. You have an opportunity to tell people how you feel on a personal level. I appreciate you. Thank you, for, thank you for patronizing my business. Thank you for allowing me to just cut your hair. Thank you for stopping by. Even if someone stopped by your business and don't spend with you or purchase something or purchase a service, there's nothing wrong with saying thank you for stopping by. Thank you for taking a look into my business. Because all that's going to add up your tone of voice, your mannerism, 
Why is that so important? Because that's what people remember you by. <clears throat> and you can't wait to get out of school to start working on your customer service. Most students want to wait and think they have time. Oh, I'm going to wait and do this. I'm going to wait and do this. I'm going to wait to build my clientele. Why do you want to wait to build something that you say that you're passionate about? Why do you want to wait to build something that you're spending money on to learn? You don't realize who you are follows you. So if you have a bad attitude, if you're constantly late, if you don't have those customer service skills you didn't develop while you're in school and didn't work on them and practice them, you just can't wait till you're going in the shop and think you're going to have the opportunity to work on them there. Because a lot of shop owners, they want you, they rather, they can teach you how to cut hair. They can help you learn because they understand they was in school they were they were in school once upon a time. So, so they understand your trajectory when you leave school. But one thing that you can't you can't cut the corner on values, ethics, honesty. All those things add into your customer service. Meaning what you say and saying what you mean. Being dependable. When that baton is passed to you, you don't drop the ball. You don't drop it. Some people are just comfortable with just dropping the baton when it's passed to them. How can you feel comfortable with just not following through, not being dependable? I think that's difficult at times. How can you look at yourself, Mitch, and say that you're not dependable? How, how, how does that? How, how can you look at yourself and say, I can't, "I'm not dependable," and you're okay with that? <laughs> it's very difficult, especially if you're running your own business and you're kind of creating your own brand. And every That's like the number one rule. Every barber is their own businessman. Yeah. Or businesswoman. You are your own product. You are your own business. You representing yourself. And a lot of barbers think they could camouflage themselves amongst other barbers and that would be okay. But you can't change your stripes. You just can't overnight think that this is going to develop if you haven't been working on those skills. Got to practice them. I mean, you have to. You have to practice. You have to practice the, the theory you have to practice the practical part of the of this great profession that we call barbering. <clears throat> and sometimes it just kind of unearths me. Yeah, unearth. <laughs> when people don't take this profession as serious as they should and make up all the excuses in the book while they're in school. Don't you think that someone is going to ask about your work ethic? Because most people are not worried about, oh, I can, you can give a good fade. They want to know how you're going to represent them. 
why are you making all these excuses now? Were you making all these excuses in school? Where did that come from? I mean, some things happen and people just can't control it. But when I look back and think about students, I remember this girl, and I probably spoke to uh, on her or about her on this podcast before. She was pregnant. She was driving two hours away and never missed a day of school. What does that say about her, Mitch? Dependability. Right? I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean. She's dedicated. Dedicated. Never missed a day of school. Yeah. And she, she was pregnant. something. She's taking it serious. And there's a lot. And a lot drove two hours away. And drove two hours away, yeah. Whew. Shout out to her. Big shout out. So when someone lives like five minutes, ten minutes away, it's almost hard to hear the excuse that they make up. So I had a shop owner call me today, and he asked me about a student. And I said to him, mm, let me get back on. Let me talk to the instructors. Because being a school owner, I'm not at the school all the time. And I have three schools now. So I'm going to the barber school in Bristol, Virginia, coming to the barber school in Johnson City, Tennessee, and also checking out the nail school in Johnson City. So sometimes, some days I don't get to see all the students. Some days I, I may be at one school for 10 minutes, maybe less. Some days I don't go to the schools cause I, just because of timing. <clears throat> so the shop owner asked me about one of the students. I was on my way to a concert. I went to see Stephen Marley. Shout out to Stephen Marley. That was a dope concert. It was big. It was epic. Stephen, Stephen Marley did his thing. Oh, yeah, Stephen Marley. Yep, yep got the shirt on. Steve and Molly did his thing. But anyway, right before I got to the, get ready to walk in, got a call from a good friend of mine. He's like, hey, I want to ask you about a student. I was like, um, and I answered the phone. We started speaking, and I spoke to him. I was like, well, yeah, she, yeah, really good person. They, they do that thing. So I followed, and that was Saturday. So I followed up with him today, and I called the school, and I asked the administrators about the one student. They said, uh, just ask the basic questions. And I think, and this is for anyone. If you're hiring a student, ask them the, the tough questions. How is your relationship with the instructors? How is your relationship with the administrators? The people that you think don't matter watching you. The people in the office, not just the instructors, but there's so much stuff that goes into one student to get them prepared and ready to graduate. And I don't think a lot of students notice that people are watching them. So when someone calls for a reference, they're going to call the school and the school have to be honest. So if you're someone who's constantly making excuses, not working on your craft, <clears throat> the administrators, they have to be honest. The instructors have to be honest. And again, there's always something to work on while you're in school. Customer service. 
What is it like to give someone an experience? What can you do to help increase your income? What can you do to keep, to work on your retention of clients? What can you do to work on your reputation? Just show up and be honest. Just show up. Because things that you deem not important, they always will come back and bite you. Just show up. How simple is that? You're not going to just turn it on when you graduate if you're not practicing how to be a great barber, how to have great customer service. You're not just going to turn it on. It just don't happen like that. The importance of those skills and the curriculum that school have set up for you, all those things are set up for you to succeed. And now where a lot of schools are going virtual and students are coming in one time a week, sometimes twice a week, you're going to miss out in the essence of a lot of things to make you be the best possible service provider. And I've contemplated about this virtual thing where students are coming in one day a week, two days a week, and a lot of state boards are approving that. But are you disciplined enough to work on your own independently? Are you disciplined enough to get in that textbook and just go straight through it and knock it out? Are you disciplined enough to go through that workbook Because being a school owner at times, you almost have to hold some student's hand to get them through the program, which I don't mind because I love the industry that much and I want you to be so successful. And again, <clears throat> when I see some students not taking this serious, I can almost cry. I can, Mitch. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm invested that much. I love the industry that much. If I see someone not taking it serious, it kind of hurts. Because I'm like, man, you wait. You're playing with the industry. Treat the industry well. The industry is going to treat you better if you treat it well. Don't take the industry for granted. Treat the industry well. And it's simple when you're in school. Y'all heard that, you heard that lightning out there? There's a tornado watch. So we got to be careful. If it cuts out, it's power. <laughs> <laughs> It may, cut, it may happen. As long as, we, as, 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 long, as long as we got a roof, Mitch, we're gonna be. We should be we, good. We should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's flickering and and we got some, we got some power. We good. We still don't rock. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah, I, I love the industry that much. I want to be on this podcast. Rain, sun, tornadoes, whatever. Never fair. Craig is here. You like that one, Mitch? Yeah, yeah. it's a new, the new catchphrase. <laughs> yep, never fair. Craig is here. But yes, and I got this from from my good friend Johnny Joe, Donnie Joseph. You can't reap and sow at the same time. You gotta choose one. And most people try to reap and sow. You can't do that. It's not gonna work. Especially as a student, you can't reap and sow at the same time. Because you, if you reap and sow at the same time, you're comparing yourself. 
You're trying to put yourself in a position that you're not ready to be put in yet. Take your time. Let the process affect you. Take your time. Don't put yourself, don't beat yourself up. Most states have $1,500 for a reason. Most states have, some states have $1,100. Some states let you get out on an apprenticeship after $750. Take your time. And again, I've talked to so many people and they, and they say the same thing. It's going to take them about at least a year and a half to two years after they get out of school and hit their strides. It's okay. It is okay. And I said, that's most people. Some people, there's anomalies now. We're just going to come out the box just raking it. But give yourself some time. Because that time, you're building clientele. You're building a reputation. You're building a discipline. You know, you're experiencing different types of styles and textures of haircuts. Because people are going to come at you with all these different types of styles and textures. And you have to give yourself some time to learn some people, their heads, shape, their hair texture. And that takes, that takes some time to build just that trust, because everybody's not going to trust you when you first come out of school. But it's okay. But the one thing that should never be mistaken, they should be able to trust your customer service. They should be able to trust that you're going to give them a great experience, that you're going to be respectful. You're going to cut there with plenty ethics. You're going to cut there with plenty values. And you're not going to shortchange them or cut corners. That is important. That is valuable. And I'm here to tell you today, those things right there can help you keep clients. When you build a client, you don't, you, what you don't realize, you can have a client for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years at times. I'm pretty sure some guys who, who, who are still cutting in their 60s, 70s, Late 50s. They have some clients for 30 years. And when you have clients that long, it's just, again, the rapport, the respect that you both have for each other, you almost become family because that person looks forward to seeing you every day or every two weeks, not every day, every two weeks. Or sometimes your, your clients will stop by, the, stop by the shop before they get their hair cut every two weeks. There's some, there's some clients who, who that lawyer who love their barber so much to have a great relationship, they'll come to the shop about two, three times a week, not for a haircut, but just to say hello. And they will look out for your shop because they care about you that much. And that shop means something to them. You don't run into them, but they don't, you don't build that client right out of school right away. You get them in the chair. You give them that experience. You work up to that to building that client tell. You will work up to having that longevity with a client. But it takes time. It takes time. That's not going to happen after one haircut, two haircuts. It takes time. But the way you prepare, 
your conversations. Sanitation. How you take care of things. How you show how you want to represent yourself as a master borrower. People take note. And that can lead to some longevity. And the beginning of having the client for 10, 15, 20 years, 30 years. And then you start cutting their whole family. And you start cutting the next generation. <clears throat> You build up a good reputation with your clients, you've been cut for about 10 years, 15 years, and they have a little baby. You better believe the first person they're coming to is you to get their haircut. The first person they come to get their service from is you because they trust you on their hair. They trust you with themselves. You've built that bonding relationship up. So when their kids come, it's almost like an honor to them to let you cut their kids' hair. It's almost like a rightful passage when a, a man can bring his son to the barbershop. I think a lot of men look forward to that. And if you're cutting the dad's hair, more than likely you're going to cut the, the kid's hair. And imagine building a relationship, building that bond from a kid that's eight, 18 months, two years, two and a half years. I think ideally to start cutting kids, it's about two and a half years, I think. Before that, it's a little, yeah, give the, kid a, give the kid about two and a half years on this earth. Two to two and a half years, and they, then you can start cutting kids' hair. I particularly, personally, I don't like going below that. But there's probably some people out there who, want, who wants to, hey, more power to you. So imagine cutting the kids' hair from two and a half years up. You're, you are his barn burr. You are his service provider. That's what he knows right now. You'll be able to influence that kid in so many ways. So that should be an honor of yours. And with great, great customer service, given that experience, you cannot fail. Like Jay-Z said, you will not lose. You can't. So yeah, this podcast today is about customer service. Giving the client an experience. Creating a positive, positive environment. The importance of developing strong customer service skills. That is important. That is undefeated. The, the importance of developing strong customer service skill. If you want to be a great barber with longevity and make some great money in this industry, you should develop those skills before you even start thinking about posting and beating yourself up because of your fade is not blurry enough. How about having the best customer service skill in school? 
that's a skill that everybody should should strive for and push for. Man, you, you notice my customer service? Man, you notice how I how I spoke to that kid, how I spoke to that adult. <clears throat> Role play some more. Man, you know, hey, I was and I've seen students with good customer service skills. I've seen students get tipped a hundred dollars. I've seen students get tipped 60, 70, 80 bucks in school. <clears throat> and what is the difference? Because people can see that they love their job. When someone is happy for you and they see that you love what you do, they appreciate you more. They appreciate that. And people can tell those who love what they do. People can tell those who love what they do. <coughs> Excuse me. People can tell someone who just absolutely just enjoy their job, enjoy what they do. It shows. It shows even when you're cleaning up, when you're sweeping. It shows. You have some joy. You don't mind sweeping someone else's station. You don't mind sweeping the whole shop. You don't mind cleaning the bathroom. You don't mind taking on some tasks out of the barbers I want to do. You are an ultimate team player. That goes a long way. That goes a long way. <clears throat> that goes a long way. Stand out. Stand out. And you can start with those skills in school. Stand out. And that's the beginning of a wonderful career where your reputation is going to be impeccable. Your retention rate is going to be A1. And your income is going to skyrocket. And there we have it, customer service. Boom. Boom. Customer service.